Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will point one for you. You understand your rights. And the wolf is at your door. You run in zone, but that's for sure. You already know all about you. Cut you down. This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes, what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. Today, we're going to be continuing with Death Penalty Phase 4, and right before I Say that I want to say to all patrons, convicts, Apple subscribers, thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. I've been doing a bonus episode for y'all this month on 
a law enforcement agency that I've had a lot of really bizarre contact with, but I don't want to blow it for you. Um, anyway, y- y'all want to talk about death penalty in this case. And the thing is, this, if you haven't listened to it before, you got to go back and listen to the first parts. And yes, I'm doing it different. I'm actually reading from the courtroom transcripts because I'm setting up the story. Now, I don't want to make light of the fact that the reason that we're in the death penalty phase is because Mickelson and his female counterpart broke into Mr. Charles Martin's home at night to steal some coins, et cetera, and Mickelson ends up, um, Mr. Charles Martin was a great guy, World War II vet, loved and had kids and grandkids and great-grandkids and just a class act. And he had tried to help this lady out from time to time. They go to rob him, and Mickelson ends up going crazy on him and choked him to death, y'all, and didn't have to do it. I mean, he couldn't even hear, right? And so they had been arrested. Uh, She took life in prison. Mickelson took it to trial because it was a death penalty case, and he got found guilty. Now, that's why we're going into the death penalty phase, and this this is— the death penalty phase of Mickelson for the murder of Charles Martin. But the thing is, in the trial, but after uh, Mickelson was arrested, he confessed to another murder of Christy O'Pry, and that was not able to be used in the trial. So that's why I skipped all that. And, and I'm doing this. This had a lot of national coverage and everything else. I want you to hear it, how it was presented, and that specifically – the confession and what he did to Christy O'Pry. And then we're going to get together um, with the family and we're going to do a call to action. And I know it's a long shot, but y'all stick with me. I mean, this story has to be told this way and it's different than what I normally do, but I love y'all and appreciate you. And again, when I'm reading this, uh, if I say court, that's going to be the judge that's speaking and um, whoever's doing the questioning, whether it's the, uh, prosecution. I'm going to say their name when they start, and then it'll be question, and whoever's on the witness stand, I'm going to say answer, and that'll be their answer, okay? So just stick with me and try to follow along, and believe me, when you get to the confession part, you're going to be, it'll shock your senses, and they, you'll know why I'm doing this story. All right, so we're going back to court, and um, Christy's sister had just testified, Miss Page, and they excused her, uh, and then the, y'all. Then they they went to lunch, et cetera. I'm gonna skip over that, and they come back in, and the court, which is the judge, y'all. All right, deputy. Whenever the jury is ready, they can be brought in. The defendant is present with counsel, and the jury returns to the courtroom. The court, please be seated. You may call your next witness, Mr. Edwards. Your Honor, the state would call Charles Schultz. Charles Schultz, having first been duly sworn, testified as follows. The court. Good morning, sir. Direct examination by Mr. Edwards. Question. Sir, could you please state your name for the record and spell it for the benefit of our court reporter here? Answer. I'm Charles Schultz. S-C-H-O-L-Z. Mr. Schultz, where are you currently employed? Answer. Part-time with the Bossier Parish Sheriff's Office, question, and how long have you been part-time with the Bossier Parish Sheriff's Office? 
Answer, two years. Question, are you retired from any other sheriff's department? Answer, yes, sir. I retired at Bossier. Question, and how long had you been to the Bossier Sheriff's Department? Answer, since 96. Question, and before you were with the Bossier Parish Sheriff's Department, were you with another sheriff's department? Answer, I was with the Caddo Sheriff's Office. Question, and how long had you been with the Caddo Parish Sheriff's Office? Answer, for about 15 years. Question, so you went from Caddo to Bossier and now you're part-time at Bossier? Answer, yes, sir. Question, sir, I'm going to take you back to the month of July of 1996. Were you still with the Caddo Parish Sheriff's Office on that date? Answer, yes, sir. Question, and what were your duties, responsibility, and title on that date? Answer, at that time? Question, at that time, yes, sir. Answer, I was a detective. Question, and pursuant to your duties as a detective, did you ever work in missing persons reports? Answer, yes, sir. Question, could you describe to the ladies and gentlemen of the jury when you receive a missing persons report, and not in this specific case yet, but in the general pro- protocol, what actions do you try to do? What type of information do you try to get? Answer. Well, you contact the family and the friends of the person that's missing. Find out, if you can, who was the last person to see them and where it was. Question. And, sir, I'm going to take you to the date of July the 24th, 1996. Were you contacted by the family of a Christy O'Pry? Answer, yes, sir. Question, and it was your understanding there was a previous sheriff's report made shortly before that date as well? Answer, about her being missing? Yes, sir. Question, were you able to determine the date that she was last known or last seen? Answer, I believe it was July 17th. Question, and I know it's been a while. Do you have your report on you? Answer, yes, sir. Uh, How about the 24th? Question, if you could just refresh your memory from your report about the last time she was actually seen. Answer, July 19th. Question, and what was the name of the missing person in that case? Answer, Christy O'Pry. Question, and did, in fact, you contact a Paige Dalton? Answer, yes, sir. Question, and you spoke to Miss Dalton? Answer, yes, sir. Question, did you also contact a Jerry Todd Dean? Answer, I did. Question. Why did you contact Jerry Todd Dean? Answer. They lived together. Question. And was it your understanding that there was a history of domestic violence between the two? Answer. Yes, sir. There was. Question. Now, when you deal with a missing person report, 
when you initially get it, sometimes who would your primary suspect suspect be when you initially receive a report? But sometimes you look at whoever they were living with or any relations. Would that be one of the early persons you would look at? Answer. Yes, that's who I would talk to first, family and people who live with them. Question. Now, pursuant to your investigation, though, was it Jerry Todd Dean, the last person to be seen with her, or was there another individual that was last seen with her? Answer. No, there was another individual that was last seen with her. Question. And who was that? Answer. It's Eric Mickelson. Question. And did you have a chance to personally meet Eric Mickelson as part of this investigation? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. And the person you know as Eric Mickelson, do you see him in court today? Answer. I do. Question. Can you identify where he's seated or what he's wearing? Answer. He's got on an ivory suit, black striped tie, sitting at the defendant's table. Mr. Edwards, let the record reflect the witnesses identified the defendant in open court. Question. Now, pursuant to your investigation, did you have an opportunity to go to Miss O'Price where she had been living prior to her disappearance? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. And did anything strike you about where she was living or was there anything unusual or what was your impression of that? Answer. Well, I looked around the house. Her mother and sister were cleaning out the house when I got there, and so there was very little furniture. I do what all detectives do, looking at the carpets, looking for stains, something out of place, something that's not right. Question. Did you find anything of that nature? Answer. No, sir. Question. Did it appear that she had packed up and left based on your investigation? Miss Sheely. Objection. Speculation. He's already said that the people removed things from the house. The court. Overruled. Question. Was there any evidence that she had packed up and left? Answer. I'm not sure what was all in there. I don't know the things she had. Of course, I'd never been there before, but her mom and sister had gotten her things out, is what they said. Question. Now, you indicated at this point there was an Eric Mickelson, and did you interview this person? Answer. Yes, sir, I did. Question. In pursuant to your interview of Eric Mickelson, did you read him his Miranda warnings? Answer. I did. Question. Did you have him sign those Miranda warnings? Answer. Yes, sir. Mr. Edwards. May I approach the witness, Your Honor? The court. Yes, sir. Question. Let me show you what the state is marking as states exhibit P7 and P8. Can you identify these two exhibits? 
Answer. Yes, sir. That's a Caddo Parish Sheriff's Office Miranda warnings. Question. And starting with P7, what date was this Miranda warnings read to the defendant here? Answer. July 31st, 1996. Question. And at this time, was the defendant arrested or was this an investigation? Answer. This was an investigation. Question. And was that marked on this that sheet? Answer. Up here in the first line, it says you are under arrest for your part in the following offense. I struck out arrest. Question. So at this point, he's under investigation? Answer. Yes. Question. He signed this sheet? Answer. Yes, sir. He signed it. Question. And did he sign it in your presence? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. Did you witness it? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. I'm going to show you the same questions for States Exhibit P8. Are these the Miranda warnings read to the defendant? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. Let me backtrack a little bit. On P7, what was the date that this form was read? Answer. July 31st, 1996. Question. And was that the date of your interview? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. And going on to P8, once again, were these rights read to the defendant? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. Did he sign this form? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. And did you witness this form? Answer, I did. Question, and what was the date was this form read to the defendant? Answer, August 1st, 1996. Question, and was that when his second interview occurred? Answer, yes, sir. Question, and are these accurate copies of the original documents? Answer, yes, sir. Mr. Edwards, at this time, the state would offer and introduce states exhibit P7 and P8. Ms. Sheely, no objection. The court, so ordered. Question. Starting with the defendant's first interview, what information did he provide to you regarding Christy O'Prize's disappearance? Answer. He said that Christy had called him and needed a ride, and he took her to the Harley-Davidson store. He said he stayed in the truck while she went inside and came back out, and they went south. Um, they went to South Park Mall and went to El Chico and had dinner. Then he said they went to her sister's house, Paige, and stayed there for a while. The two ladies went and talked, and he jumped on the trampoline outside. Then he took her to, he said, a payphone at Mackey, and I forget the name of the road. It's where Southwood High School is, that road. Question. Walker Road? Answer. 
Walker Road. Yes, sir. Thank you. Said she made a phone call from one of the two pay phones there. Said he didn't actually see her make a call, but that's what she was supposed to be doing. Then he went and dropped her off. He said at South Park Mall, and that's the last he saw of her. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it right i use astro every time my nasal allergies flare up and i'm always amazed at how fast i'm back in the game down on those roads playing my stuff get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with astro go to astroproallergy.com for a discount so you can astro and go today a-s-t-e-p-r-o allergy.com it's faster bro uses directed for relief of nasal congestion runny nose sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies astro and go It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally, designed for long-term retention, speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Sayonara. Question. 
And were you able to confirm what date this was? Answer, yes, sir. That was on the 19th. Question, so that was July the 19th, date we're talking about? Answer, correct. Question, and this information, did that corroborate what Paige Dowden had said regarding the time when he would have been at her house? Answer, yes, sir, within 30 minutes. Question, were you able to corroborate the trip to the Harley-Davidson store? Answer, yes, sir. Question, now, after that trip to the Harley-Davidson store, were you able to cooperate anything else the defendant said, specifically the payphone call? Answer, yeah, I got the, I summoned the phone numbers, and there was a couple calls made that were not related to Christy or anything. It was just two people made a phone call, and I went to El Chico, and one of the waiters kind of remembered them being in there. At the time, there was no kind of surveillance or anything like that in the restaurant, so nothing to go on to look back there. Question. How about South Park Mall dropping her off there? Were you able to corroborate that? Answer. No, sir. Question. Couldn't find anyone that saw her at the South Park Mall? Answer. No, sir. Question. Was the defendant able to account for his whereabouts after he dropped her off, or what story did he tell you? Answer. He told me he drove down to the square in Shreveport and rode around for a while, and he didn't know anybody, so he went home. That was approximately 10.30. Question. And according to the defendant, the time that he dropped Christy O'Pry off and the time he got home, what was the time difference? Answer, about an hour and a half. Question, so according to the defendant, when he dropped Christy O'Pry off, it was an hour and a half before he went to his house? Answer, yes, sir. Question, and he wasn't able to give you any names of anyone he talked to or spoke to in that time period? Answer. He said he didn't see anyone that, that he knew down there. Question. You had the chance to observe the defendant when you were talking to him? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. What was your impression of the defendant? Answer, after talking with a lot of other people, in my mind, I suspected him as doing something to Christie. Miss Sheely, objection, Your Honor, speculation, Mr. Edwards. Your Honor, I'll rephrase. Miss Sheely, the question was visual impression. Mr. Edwards, Your Honor, I'll rephrase. The court, sustain. You may rephrase. Question, visually, when you were talking to the defendant, what was your impression of him? Did anything strike you as unusual? Answer. Just the way he acted. I remember 
He had long hair, shoulder length back then. I just didn't believe his story. Question. Did he, some of the way he, I guess, affected or talked, did it seem unusual to you? Answer. To me, yes, sir. He was he was not telling me the truth. Miss Sheely, objection, Your Honor. Mr. Everett, Your Honor, this is the witness impressions. The court, objection overruled. Miss Sheely, note my objection. Question. In the course of your investigation, were you able to locate anyone who established they were with Christy O'Pry after the time that the defendant was known to have been with her? Answer. No, sir. Question. So at this point, and to this day, no one else came up in your investigation that could validly establish Christy O'Pry being anywhere after she was last seen with the defendant. Answer. You say validly? Question. That's correct. Validate. Answer. No, I have not. Question. And you looked into any tips, correct, during this time period? Answer, oh, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. Question. And even if they were outlandish, you looked into them? Is that correct? Answer, yes, sir. Question. Is that part of a missing person's case? Answer. Yes, sir. That's what we do. Question. So even... If it's something you may not believe, you have to look into it, correct? Answer, yes, sir. Question, now, when you were speaking to the defendant, did he indicate he had a relationship with Jerry Todd Dean? Did he know Jerry Todd Dean? Answer, yes, sir, they knew each other. Question, how did they know each other? Answer, I'm not sure how they met, but they knew each other. Question. Were they friends, according to the defendant? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. And did they work together, according to the defendant? Did they work on jobs together? Answer. I don't, I don't recall that. Question. But you definitely recall that they were friends. Answer. Yes, sir. Question. Now, you indicated in your investigation that you were looking at Jerry Todd Dean, correct? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. And you were looking at the defendant, Eric Mickelson? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. Did you attempt to corroborate any of the information Jerry Todd Dean gave you regarding his whereabouts? Answer. Yes. I asked him, of course, where he was that day, and he was helping a friend put an, uh, put an alternator on a car. And I contacted that friend, and he vouched for him and said, yeah, this is the one we were working on. Question. So at this time, the only one whose whereabouts you can't corroborate are the defendants? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. Now, and I'm sure this is going to come out at some point. I'm sure defense is going to ask you 
if I don't, and I don't mind asking you this question because it's part of the investigation. Christy O'Pry, you know, she, she was maybe referred to as an exotic dancer, maybe referred to as a stripper at, at times. Is that correct? Answer, yes, sir. Question. And as part of your investigation, did you go to some of the strip bars or however you want to put it that she was known to have been in? Answer. Yes. I had her picture, of course, and I went to all the clubs here around Shreveport and Bossier. Ended up all the way in Longview. Evidently, there are several over there, and I went to all of them. And a lot of people over there knew Christy and said, oh, yeah, hadn't seen her in a while, but, yeah, I know her. Well, we'll call you if we do hear from her, of course. I gave them my card. Never did hear from any of them. Question. And did you check out any individual who is known to have any type of association or relationship with her? Answer. Such as? Question. If you were given any information that you know there was a person that she might get money from, would you go talk to that person? Answer, yes, sir. Question, okay, so you follow all these leads, correct? Answer, yes, sir. Question, and at any point in your investigation, were you able to get any information as to Crystal Prize whereabouts? Answer, no, sir, I was not. Question, and when did you leave the sheriff's office? Answer, I went to, question, Cattle Parish? Answer, I went to Bozier's sheriff's office November 1st of 96. Question, and when you left the Cattle Parish sheriff's office, was the defendant, Eric Mickelson, Still the primary suspect in Christy O. Pry's disappearance? Answer, yes, sir. Question, as part of that, did the sheriff's office search the defendant's property? Answer, yes, sir. We got a consent to search. Question, and where is this property located? Answer, out on Woolworth Road. Question, and was it your understanding that this was a property that was in his family's possession? Answer, yes, sir. Question. And around, what was the date that you all were able to search the property? Answer. It was a while after we got the missing persons report. Probably a couple, three weeks later. Question. So three weeks after you got the missing persons report? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. So three and a half weeks after she was reported missing? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. And was there a pond on that property? Answer. Yes, sir, there was. Question. Now, at the time... Did you all look at the pond or look for any evidence around the pond? Answer. We searched the property as well as an adjacent property around there looking for anything. Fresh digging, 
looked at the pond. It was at that time, of course, late summer, and the pond was very shallow. I could see about six, eight inches deep that pond was. I couldn't see all the way in the middle of the pond. I don't know how deep that was, but we didn't find, I mean, there was also a trash pile in the back. We went through that. Didn't find anything on the property out there. Question. And we talked a little bit about this before, but you had some, you looked in to Jerry Todd Dean, correct? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. And you look hard at Jerry Todd Dean? Answer. Yes, sir. Question. Now, you indicated you cooperated his alibi. Answer. Yes, sir, I did. Question. And we can't get into any hearsay issues, but at the end of your investigation of Jerry Todd Dean and your investigation of Eric Mickelson, who was your primary suspect? Answer, Eric Mickelson. Mr. Edwards, your honor, I'll tender the witness to the defense. The court. All right, Ms. Sheely. Ms. Sheely. Thank you, Your Honor. Cross-examination by Ms. Sheely. So now when she, she, Ms. Sheely's doing a question, detectives do an answer. Question. If you can bear with me, I have a lot of paper, and I want to make sure I don't drop it. Thanks for waiting. You all certainly did write a lot of reports in this case. You first learned about there was first a missing persons report, Filed on July 24th, 1996. Is that right? Answer, yes, ma'am. Question. As part of that missing persons report, you learned that the last place Miss O'Pry lived was on Linwood Drive in that trailer. Is that right? Answer, yes, ma'am. Question. By the time that you got to the trailer, it had already and things had already been moved around. Is that right? Answer. Yes, ma'am. It appeared to be. Question. But you did look around, and you said there was no evidence of blood or anything like that. Answer. I did not see any. Question. You were talking about you spoke with Eric on two days. That would be... July 31st, 1996. Is that the first time? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. And sorry, July 31st, right? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. And August 1st of 1996? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. And on August 1st of 1996, you also got Eric to sign a consent search form for his property. Answer. I'm not sure what date he signed that. Question. If you saw the search form, would it refresh your memory? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Miss Sheely. May I approach the court? Yes, ma'am. Answer. Okay, it's, it's August 1st. Question. 
And so you were there and got Eric to sign a consent to search that property on August 1st. Answer. I'm not sure we searched it on August 1st. I think it was a day or two later, maybe a day later. Question. But Eric said it was okay for you to search the property on August 1st. Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. That's eight days after Miss O'Pryor was reported missing? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. If I did that math correctly, you went out to the property at some point later. You said you didn't know exactly when, but that day, a couple days later? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Maybe the next day. Question. And that's that's property near Colquitt and Woolworth Road. Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. When you went out there, you talked about a pond. There's a pond in the middle of the property. Answer. Pretty much in the middle. Question. And you had, at that time, it was in the middle of the summer, right? Answer. September is, um, excuse me, July is summer. Yes, ma'am. Question. And the pond was about six to eight inches deep. Answer. The parts I could see in it. We walked around the pond and didn't see anything in there. And what we saw was just a lot of shallow water. The pond could have been deeper in the middle. I don't know. Question. So is it your testimony that you could not see the bottom of the pond? Answer. No, ma'am. I couldn't see it in the middle of the pond. Question. Do you remember writing a report in this case? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. And do you remember specifically writing a report on September the 10th, 1996? Answer. I'd have to look and see what date. Question. All right. Would it be fair to say that your memory of all these events would be better in September of 1996 than they are now? Answer. I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Question. Would it be fair to say that your memory of the events when you were writing the report in 1996 were better than they are now? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. All right. Miss Sheely, may I approach the court? Yes, ma'am. Question. I'm showing you a copy of your report dated 9-10-1996. And I apologize. It's not been stapled. But if you could look through it, and I'm going to reference the stamp number as 22, this paragraph. Answer. What is 22? Question. That's just the page number that I'm looking at. But this paragraph right here. Answer. This one? Question. Yeah. Now, I'm going to read it aloud, and you tell me if I'm reading anything incorrectly. There is a pond almost in the middle of the property. This was also checked. The pond was too shallow to conceal a body. Did I read that correctly? Answer. The part we could see, yes, ma'am. 
Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash RLRC. R C question. And then the next sentence is I could see the bottom of the pond because it was only six to eight inches deep without finding any evidence. We left the property. Did I read that correctly? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. Thank you. You didn't just search the pond. You also searched the rest of the property. Answer. That's correct question and when you're searching the property or you're searching any land 
basically, you're looking for tire tracks? Answer, looking for anything. Question, so you're looking for any fresh dirt that may have shown evidence of people being there? Answer, yes, ma'am. Question, or anything being buried? Answer, yes, ma'am. Question, you didn't find any of that on this property? Answer, no, ma'am. Question, as part of your investigation, you said that you were going out to the strip clubs or whatever you want to call them. Is that right? Answer, yes, ma'am. Question, are you also, and you're also were talking to people who were conducting their own efforts to find Miss O'Pry? Answer, repeat that, please. Question, you were also talking with people, with other people who were trying to find Miss O'Pry. Is that right? Answer. Do you mean friends of hers or what? Question. Yes. Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. And any information that you would see, you then go follow up on, right? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. You learned that there was a Linda Willis. Mr. Edwards, Your Honor, I would just caution the defense at this time regarding specific hearsay in this investigations. It's the state's position that there would open the door to all of the hearsay in this investigation. That's the state's position. The state would have a hearsay objection. If the defense feels they have some reason to override it, it's the state's position that that opens up all the hearsay from the detective's investigation. So I don't want any surprise issues to come up at that, at that point. Ms. Sheely, Your Honor, it's been alleged that the last person to see Ms. O'Pry alive is Eric Mickelson. I'm attempting to elicit facts that this officer heard that there was one other person that saw her. The court. Is it hearsay? Ms. Sheely, Yes, sir. But it's something that is, has developed in the course of his investigation, and he's already testified that the reason that he was going out to all of these places is because he was going that essentially the reason he got all the information to go out and co conduct more investigation. The court, if it is a defense position that you want to elicit this hearsay information, then it appears to me that on redirect examination, the state should be allowed to elicit the same type of hearsay information if it's all part of the investigation of this officer. Now, you can proceed the way you see fit. If you want to proceed accordingly, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. Ms. Sheely, thank you, Your Honor. The court. I want to make sure that the defense has wide latitude here. Ms. Sheely. Thank you, Your Honor. Question. You spoke with Jerry Todd Dean in connection with this investigation. Is that right? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. And Jerry Todd Dean was a suspect in this case? Answer. I wouldn't call him a suspect. Of course, I want to find out. You don't go around calling everybody that you talk to a suspect. Question. You need some evidence first, right? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. 
You learned that Jerry Todd Dean last saw Miss Pry alive on or Miss Pry at all on July the 19th, 1996. Answer, yes, ma'am. Question. And that was at the trailer at Linwood? Answer, correct. Question. And he was there, and he had control of that trailer, as far as you knew, because he lived there, too. Answer. Well, they both live there. Question. You learned through the course of your investigation, you developed other names, right, of other people that you could have looked at? Answer. Like who? Question. During the course of your investigation, you got numerous tips, and I'm not going to ask you what those tips were, but you got numerous tips saying they knew what happened to Miss O'Pry. Answer. I can call one. There's a report. Question. And as a result of those tips, you went out and you had officers stake out a store shed to look for a particular person? Answer, correct. Question, and that person was Robert Rogers? Answer, yes, ma'am. Question, Robert Rogers had said he knew where Christy was. Answer, yes, ma'am. Question, so you were staking out that store shed to look for Robert Rogers and Robert Rogers did show up around that storage shed? Answer, yes, ma'am. Question. Detectives then saw Robert Rogers and then left, right? Answer, no, ma'am. Question. It's your testimony that they did not search that storage shed, did they? Answer. We found Robert Rogers. I know Robert Rogers. I met him when I worked in the jail at Caddo Detention Center. He was an inmate. He used to give me information about what was going on at the CDC with other inmates, and he told me after we talked that I made up that story. I'm mad at my girlfriend who called the police in Texas, told them she and another man had killed Christy and put her in the trunk of a car and put her over in Texas somewhere. We followed up on that with Texas authorities, and we went over there too. Searched up and down Highway 79. Came up with nothing. But Robert Rogers, I just wanted to verify that he was not telling me the truth. Question. All right, and thank you for telling us that. But what I'm wondering about is, there was you evidence or you had someone saying, Look at Robert Rogers, or Robert Rogers was your snitch, and he had a storage shed, right? Answer, yes, ma'am. Question, you didn't look at the storage shed? Answer, I didn't personally, no. Question, and no one involved in this this investigation looked into that storage shed? Answer, I can't say that no one did, but I didn't. Question. You brought up looking into Miss O'Pry in different places. You never found her, did you? Answer. No, ma'am. Question. 
you went and you looked around different wooded areas around Shreveport, and you went and you looked in the front yard of the trailer, and she wasn't around there. Is that right? Answer. Of her trailer? Question. Yes. Answer. No, ma'am. Question. And you went and you looked around the area where Wade Burnley lived, right? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. She wasn't there? Answer. No, ma'am. Question. You searched abandoned buildings along highways in Texas. I think you told us about that. Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. And she wasn't there? Answer. No, ma'am. Question. When did you leave this investigation? About what year? Answer. It was 96. Question. In 96? Answer. Yes, ma'am. Question. You never arrested Eric Mickelson in connection with this, with Miss O'Pry's disappearance, did you? Answer. No, ma'am. Question. Why not? Answer. I didn't have any evidence, any physical evidence. Question. Thank you. Answer. We had circumstantial. Question. Thank you. The court. Redirect. Y'all, I'm going to save that um, for the next episode, and this is where it's starting to get rich. And, again, you got to put up with me. You have to bear with it. And I think if you're a true crime fan, um, even though I'm reading back and forth, this is real, people. This is what happens. This is the stuff you don't see on court TV or Discovery ID. This is everything that happens, and it's building up to a point. It's building up to what happened to Christy O'Pry. And I'm going to tell you, and it's, it's tough, okay? And ultimately, we have, I have an end game. Ultimately, I'm going to conclude this series, and we are going to try to get some justice for this family. It's crazy, All right? So with that, I'm going to end this week's episode um, death penalty phase four and do death penalty f- phase five and it looks like I probably have maybe at least one maybe two more to go before I get with the family so that being said I want to thank you all uh, y'all can check out my, my TikTok it's crazy it's growing crazy and I'm taking a, a advice of my friend Bayou underscore Brandy who I'm going to have on the podcast when I conclude this series the um She's on TikTok. Go check her stuff out. She does Louisiana stuff and um, true crime. And anyway, she's she's helping us grow on that. So I'm posting every day, at least one video a day. Go check out uh, Real Life Real Crimes TikTok. Follow me, and you're going to get everything from cooking to some true crime updates to whatever the hell pops in my head, right? Uh, of course, we have the Real Life Real Crime Community app. It's easiest to contact me there because I have so many other social media pages. So go down the Real Life Real Crime Community app for free. And I'm checking out everything every day before I check all my other platforms. All right. If you want to message me, message me at woody at reallife realcrime.com. 
And again, patron members, convicts, Apple subscribers, and love all y'all. I love all you lifers, but it, uh, you, you can't afford to be a subscriber. I get it. They get commercial free early releases. They get bonus episodes. They get all these different things. Um, so if, if you want to become a subscriber, check it out. If you binged all my past episodes, I, I have 20 something of my best episodes locked up in the Patreon vault. And all this information from this case file, thousands of pages, y'all. We're gonna move, I'm gonna be locking these up once I complete the series for the um subscribers. So that being said, let's go to Lopa, the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. You know it's my jam. They save lives, everyday people. Um somebody just screenshotted me today and said, hey, I, I signed up to become an organ donor. Well, that's love, right? And they're a nonprofit. That's why we support them, and we're trying to make awareness. Uh, there's so many people that die every single day because they're waiting on some type of organ. And you don't have to be from Louisiana to sign up. Uh, if you're a lifer from... Maine. Uh, I don't know any names in towns in Maine. I was trying to think of something small. Let's say you're a life from, from Maine where my boy, uh, uh, my brother, Shane and Tracy just got back from. They were sending me some great pictures of the seafood and all that. So if you're from that town um, in Maine and you want to become an organ donor, you go to lopa.org, take a minute, fill out the questionnaire, and guess what? It will happen, and you too can become a hero. All right, and oh, let me give a shout out to Chase Tyler and Chase Tyler Band. I hadn't done this in, in so long, and I was thinking about it today. Absolute best opening music in the world. Thank you so much, brother, and love y'all. Um, and I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And until next time, or ever, don't let me catch you down on murder by you. Peace. Yeah, the rights remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will point one for you. Do you understand your rights? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.